bringing you the latest from Moscow and the Football World Cup right throughout Russia is our man Michael Burgess from the NZ Herald. Michael, have you managed to skive a ticket for the uh, Serbia-Brazil game tomorrow by any chance? <laughs> I'm working on that, Kent. I'm putting myself on the wait list, actually. There's quite a big wait list, as you'd expect, mate. Um, whenever Brazil's in town, uh, everyone just goes nuts. Uh, but I did get to... I did get to France, Denmark today, which was which was a great nice. spectacle. It wasn't a, a fantastic match, but great to be in that stadium, an incredible stadium, and certainly a lot of very happy Danish fans after it. They've gone to the second round. Um, not the most attractive team in the world, but they, they got the job done. Uh, Birds, tell me about Russia, though. I just want to find out first. When you get from the airport and you get to a cab or something, is it one of those ones where you're in the cab and you think, oh, my Lord, they drive just as crazy as they do on YouTube? <laughs> there is a bit of that. The funny thing is with um, Google Translate these days, Nate, um, yeah. you can actually have these mini conversations. Uh, so I was getting a little bit worried because uh, my driver started to get quite excited about me being from New Zealand. So nice. he was sort of trying to ask me a few questions, but this is while he's driving. <laughs> and he's typing into his Google Translate. We weren't going so fast, so that was fine. But um, I sort of wanted to tell him, oh, you should watch the road, but then I felt that's quite rude because he was engaging me in conversation. So it's one of those dilemmas you have when there's a massive language barrier. Michael Burgess, we break in here. You mm. may be interested in this. Nigeria won. Argentina won. It was a penalty. There was uh, contact in the box. One all. Now Nigeria and Argentina. Back to you, Burgess. Uh, Burgess, when you, whose, fans, oh. whose fans are the most ones that you're seeing around? Today, there was a lot of, um, apart from the two teams that were playing, it was quite interesting today. There were fans from everywhere because I think what's happened, Nate, is that Russia's so big that if you're a fan of a particular team, you can't just go everywhere to follow your team because you're talking, you know, journeys of thousands of kilometres. So there were a few Australians around today. They didn't all make it to go and watch Australia play, play Peru. Um, there were plenty of French around. There were a lot of Nigerians um, hanging around there just from every country and there's also a lot of um japanese here uh of course japan play in a day or so and they play i think in Volgograd, which is a long way away so there's fans from everywhere a lot of russians around as well still in quite high spirits they're, they're telling me that they're happy with their team and the way they've progressed it's been a bit of a surprise for them and it's always nice when the host nation does well you can feel the the buzz in the air, even though they had that loss to, to Uruguay. Oh, let's buzz in here, Burge. Michael oh, Burge just means scored. goals. He the, means goals. The Croats have scored, Michael. So now they lead 1-0 over Iceland. So as it is, Croatia and Nigeria would progress. Has there been much chat about Argentina dipping out here and what it would mean for the tournament if Messi doesn't go any further? There was a bit of chat today about that, actually, Kent. Um, the Argentinian journalists, a couple of them telling me that... Uh, the team is a bit of a mess. I'm sure you've read these stories about the sort of senior players taking over, the coach being sidelined. It reminds me of, I think it was the French team in 2010 at the World Cup in South Africa when there was a bit of a rebellion there and they sort of some senior players refused to play. So Argentina's a bit of a mess. But yeah, for the tournament, it wouldn't be good. I mean, Messi is such a, such a massive figure. I was sitting in a bar watching the game and there's all uh, Japanese fans and Korean fans at the table full of Malaysians. And... And the noise when he gets the ball, you know, the cheering and the excitement when he gets the ball, he's just, we all know how big he is. So 
um, I think the sentiment of the tournament organisers and the Russian people and everyone will be hoping that Argentina find a way back in this game against Nigeria. He uh, is a man who believes he is the goal-scoring curse because he went to a game this morning with none, yet he's been on the phone with us and can't see them, so they're just chucking a whole lot of goals in. He is uh, Michael Burgess, who joins us from Russia. You know, even before the tournament started, there was a lot of talk about, well, you know, there's, there's all going to be this mob of, of marauding hooligans around. There's going to be all sorts of this here and that. And what, I mean, just what's it been like to get in and out of venues? Does it seem like something that is very overly... Is he tons of security around? Like, what? Uh, just the vibe of it. What is it? How's the Marbo? Yeah, well, from from just one day, there's quite a contrast compared to last year at the Confederations Cup. So what stood out last year at the Confederations Cup where the All-Whites were there and seven other teams, which was the practice run for this, there were a lot of uh, soldiers and military police and riot police around, the big shields, the guns, the machine guns. And that's quite intimidating. When you see machine guns, you're like, geez, there's machines in everywhere. What's happening here? I think they've learned from that because that was probably a bad look. So there's still a lot of police today. There was a big human chain of police when we're walking back to the metro after the game. But they've only got batons and some of them look like they're 15 years old. You know, the classic sort of conscript or something. So it's all it's all pretty pretty peaceful. I think the, the there's some stories going around that the local hooligans have been told, um, the, the big chiefs of the local hooligans have been told, look, do not do anything during this tournament or the KGB will come after you. So they're off somewhere else having fights in the forest and they're keeping away. There is still a bit of um, a bit of nerves about if England end up playing in Moscow or St. Petersburg, there could be a bit of drama because their fans always bring drama. But no, so far, so far, so good. Do you think Gareth Southgate would make many changes for this game against Belgium? And do you think he should do, given the fact that they are already through? I think he should. I think it's a good chance to give the rest of his team a, a run. I think it's, it's always very smart because the thing is, Kent, with this the FIFA rule, which I don't necessarily agree with around the yellow cards, you get two yellow cards, you miss the next game, you might need some of these players. So you've, you've got to give them a taste. Um, I guess also they'll be weighing up, do they want to finish first or second in the group? Um, there's a theory about uh, you want to avoid, I think, Germany in a quarter final if you end up on a certain path. But I think the way to go is just to keep winning, try to win every game, and don't you don't want to try and you know fix a result or anything. So I, I think it will make some changes, and I think it would be a would be a good move. England, England, they're they're buzzing. I mean, you see their journalists, you know what their journalists are like. They're always sort of quite. Uh, I know they never always got quite a high opinion anyway, but at the moment they're walking around with their heads held high and the shoulders out. They're, they're, they're loving this. This phone line's great. I'm glad that this is, this so is good. not South Africa 2010. This is better than most phone lines to West Auckland. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things that surprise. I mean, I before coming here, I didn't. my view of Moscow was just what I saw on that, um, what was it, that Nikita video by Elton John back in the, <laughs> you know, in the... Uh, Tinted soldier. That was about all I knew. Yeah. Um, but but you come to this place and it's such a cosmopolitan cultural city with this fantastic architecture, a lot of modern things, but then this wonderful Soviet metro system they built, which is which is beautiful to look at as well. So it is a it's a real um, it's a stunner to the senses, really, this whole city so far, and, and just the brief time I've been here. Okay. Well, look, when we phone you next time, I hope that you have tried 
some sort of freaky Russian street food or some sort of freaky local, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean, a local delicacy. So if you have to drink it and it's got a piece of grass in it, or uh, you got to eat it and it's very soft, something like that. Can you can you try and find one of those for us, Burge? Just just have a go. Life no problem. No problem. Okay, good. There's, there's plenty. There's plenty of options there, mate.